rubbish. I rubbed elbows with Rubenstein. I had to rub elbows with them. They wouldn't shake hands with me. <laughs> anyway, after we dined and had dinner, too, I came into the music room. Immediately, I Tavy sat down and played his latest concerto. Then Shostakovich obliged with his latest lead tune. And then Rubenstein thrilled the crowd with a Sinatra he composed. After the applause subsided, all eyes turned upon me. Why not? I was sleeping. <laughs> Ignoring the hostile stares of the hoi flute, I walked to the piano, bowed to the right, bowed to the left, and from my back pocket I took out my music, which was wrapped around the salami sandwich. <laughs> then I sat down at the stand. For the first time to present my symphony, my melody, and this is how it went. Chitty beat, chitty beat, chitty beat, chitty beat, chitty beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chitty beat, chitty beat, chitty beat, chitty beat, chitty beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someday the world will recognize this lovely thing. I know the day will come when Frank and Bing will sing. Chitty beat, chitty beat, chitty beat, chitty beat, chitty beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I first sat down at the piano, the people cheered. In the middle of my concert, the people howled. And when I finished playing, little old lady jumped up on the piano and bit me. And to add to my humiliation, somebody stole my salami sandwich. But my chagrin was only temporary. Because history will be made when I introduce my symphony at the Hollywood Bowl. I can just hear that string section. The brass section. The woodwinds. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Another outburst like that, and your drums go back to Sears and Roebuck. <laughs> Folks, visualize a symphony orchestra behind me. An audience of 90,000 in front of me. A spotlight hitting me, and Durani's singing. Chitty what do you think is going to happen to Jimmy Durani? I guess we'll find out later. Hello, Patricia. Hello, Walden. Welcome Hi. back. What did you have for your birthday snack? We have, we had, let's see here, we have vanilla bean ice cream and chocolate syrup. I didn't see if the pie was still gone. I saw the evidence of a little pie plate out there with a spoon. Thief. The word is thief. <laughs> My piece of pie. Well, it's okay. I mean, that was really painful to hear. Vanilla ice cream and chocolate syrup. Wowzers. Would you like to have some? Uh, I would like to have it. <laughs> <laughs> Not some. I mean, it's like passing cookies. And if somebody says, would you like one, I would say no thank you. And if they said, would you like cookies, I would take the tray. Uh, you, got, you love your sweet, huh? Oh, I love cookies. I'm a cookie monster. Uh, I did, anyway. <laughs> At one time. One time. Did yeah. You, did you have some? Okay. Hmm? Did, did you have some favorites? Cookies. Cookies. Um. Gee, favorites. Wow. There were a couple of obscenely sweet chocolate ones that were homemade. They didn't have a name. They had recipes that went with them. But oh my goodness, yes, those and Oreos. Oh yeah. Were good. Oreos. Now, were how do you eat Oreos? Do you go ahead and separate them? and eat the filling or eat them complete? It has been a 
very long time, but I will go from memory and no no cheating, splitting them apart. Yep. They had to stay together and they were dunkable. Yep, that's true. Dunkable in milk. Yes, uh, you, I, I'm with you 100%. And I am being so good here. <laughs> I made myself a protein shake this afternoon. I make shakes periodically. And it was really simple. I've got sugar-free chocolate syrup, which is pretty good in milk. I mean, it, it's not the kind of stuff that you want to attack with a spoon by any <laughs> means, but it's pretty good in milk. And I had my protein powder in there, a little sweet and low, and ice cubes. And I turned it on, and I was, I was so happy that I didn't just hit the button and walk away because apparently the bottom of the blender was not screwed on tightly enough. Uh-oh. Do you yep. have any idea how far milk can go when the bottom is not screwed on tightly on a blender? Uh, yep. I had to move stuff off the counter, had to rescue the stove. It was just incredible. It was everywhere. He had a messy mess going with you. Oh, heavens yes. And I, I just, I started over again. There are some things that are not rescuable. <laughs> that one was not rescuable. Okay, we've got trivia questions tonight. Are we ready for some trivia well, questions? Well, let me hang up you and call you back. We're having a little static stat. And okay. Let's see if we can get rid of that, and we'll continue. I will be here. All right. So let's do that. Let me call. Get good ready. And we'll just see if this works better. See if it's better on my little ears. Are we doing any better on this one? Sounds much better. Oh, good. It sounded fine on my end, but I know. it not on your end. I know, but good. You know, my, bunny in, my bunny antennas were telling me we better get the nice, clean sound for the family to hear you. If not, they're not going to call in and they're uh, going to tune in, tune out. Ears were picking up on the radar. Okay, I'm going to give some trivia questions, and you get your fingers ready on the dial, 714-545-2071. We are still waiting to find out what Fibber calls their little parakeet. Uh, when they got a parakeet in 1953, it was October 7th, 1953, hint, 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 October 7th, 1953, they bought a parakeet. And Fibber, I don't think the parakeet ever had a name, uh, because Molly called it by two different names, but Fibber called it a name all of his own. So that was a bonus question. That's, that's two CDs worth. So I'm just going to read off a bunch of questions. I'm not going to go through three here and three there. I'm just going to read off a bunch of questions. And anybody who has a correct answer, call in. And I will burn a CD of shows of your choice. And I've been doing pretty well on retrieving shows. I don't think I've missed one in a long time. So, first one, who owned the Black Beauty? Was it the Green Hornet, the Blue Beetle, or Red Rider? It was none of the above. None of the above? Is that what you said? Yeah. Oh, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> you go to your room. That's not true. I wouldn't do that to our poor people. Okay, the next question is, this is a product question. Which product had the word ionized in its name? That's a pretty good one. Uh-huh. We're going for products tonight. This is another product question. How did Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice get puffed, according to the ads? 
I want you to. I, want, I will do the. No, I'll do another one. This I, is. Um, I want you to sing the commercial for that. Pardon? I want you to sing the commercial for that. Oh, I don't know. I. You mean for uh, Quaker puffed wheat and uh -huh. puffed rice? Yep. I. Oh dear. I don't even think I know what it was. That's okay. I'll, I'll talk about you'll that help. later. You'll help. You'll help. Oh, yep. dear heavens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Walden's going to sing. <laughs> we'll, we'll put out the warning ahead of time, okay? Actually, I might just go ahead and find a commercial and play that part. Oh, I'm quite sure I have the commercial, but I'm, if you can play it, that would be very terrific. Okay. So, and the next product question was... Spry. What was a spry that came in a can? It's not produced any longer. Mm -hmm. It was a product, and it, the name of it was Spry, S-P-R-Y, mm -hmm. like all perky and stuff. So those are our questions for starters. If you have a correct answer, you will win a CD, and the number is 714-545-2071. If you don't have the you can call in and say happy birthday to Walt, and he still has some time left on his birthday. You've gotten some great birthday calls tonight. Very nice. And if you no. don't know the answer, and you have an incorrect answer, call in anyway. Yeah, call in anyway. Hello, Carl. You are on with Patricia. Okay, I'll, I'll play. I'll play. You play. Nice. You play. Hello. Uh, yeah, I'll play. Because I love to play. I know. <laughs> this is good. How are you again, Ron? Hey, by the way, thank you, Patricia, for the wonderful birthday card you sent. I really appreciate that. But uh, I will play the game. Um, it was, the Black Beauty was owned, first of all, by, not my wife. She had a different kind of black card. But it was, the Green Hornet. A Green Hornet. Green Hornet, and it, it was... I rise yeast. Right. Yes. And, uh, you are really good. What was the What was the other one now? Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give them all away for you. Sure. Uh, how did Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice get puffed according to the ads? Quaker puffed oats. Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice. I'm gonna go look for that commercial. You two talk for a minute. I'm gonna go pull uh, up that commercial. I'm not very talkative. Oh. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. But anyway, uh, I don't think I know that one. Or the, Yeah, I don't think I know that one. Okay, what's oh, the last oh, one? the last one? last one is, what was Spry? It came in a can. Spry? Spry. You know, that one, will, I know when you give me the answer, I will get really frustrated. <laughs> Spry, S-P-R-Y. Was vegetable shortening. It looked like Crisco, kind of, you know, fat lard in a can. Okay. All right. I'll let somebody else try for that one. Do you know? Do you know, do you know what Crisco looks like? Oh yeah, Crisco. That's a baking um thing. It's, yeah, it's that gooey um fat. People used to bake products with Crisco. Yeah, yeah, Cookies that's right. It was all. good when you baked them in cupcakes, but not, not just sitting in the can. Well, Spry was are, a. Are they, is it still available? Crisco is, yes. Crisco is still available, but not... I don't hear like, much. Yeah. I, I remember Crisco, so yeah. Uh, okay, that's it. I, I think I got two out of four. Or, uh, I don't know who the parakeet was. You know who, what Fibber called the parakeet? No. The, no, I don't. I, I own several parakeets in my, my historical life, but I don't remember what... 
Mr. Wiggy called his parakeet. I'm going to have to give that one away pretty soon. We've been asking for a while on that one. Ron, what kind of shows would you like? You know, I tell you, um, let's see. Why don't we go for uh, some uh, nice... Uh, oh, by the way, that Rocky Jordan was really... It's really good stuff. Oh, it's good. Just, I'm so glad you liked them. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's... Uh, it was a quality class. show. That was a good show. Yeah. Um, let's get some comedy. Yeah, let's get some comedy. All right. Well, let me see what kind of comedy I have. And if I don't have what you would like, I'm pretty confident comedy. I can find it. So let's see what I've got here. I'll give you a list, okay? All right. Let's go with some lists. All right. Let's go with the list. We've got Abbott and Costello, the uh, Aldrich... Hmm? Go ahead. The Aldrich family... Amos and Andy, uh, Baby Snooks you already have, The Bickersons, Blondie, Bob and Ray, Burns and Allen, Duffy's Tavern, Easy Aces, Fibber McGee, Fred Allen, got loads of Fred Allens, uh, The Great Gildersleeve, Halls of Ivy, Jack Benny, Lum and Abner, Our Miss Brooks, Phil Harris and Alice Faye, Red Skelton, Vic and Sade, and You Bet Your Life with Groucho. You know, Easy Aces? Easy Aces. Well, that's Jane and... Uh... Uh, yes. Uh, well, I can't remember what her husband's name is. Jane and Ace. Ace Goodman, right? Ace. Uh, Jane and Goodman Ace. Goodman? Goodman Ace, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Now, were they, those shows, were they half an hour or 15-minute shows? I think they were 15 minutes. Let me just double check here. I'll click on the, one. They, they, um, they, they, they were both. They were 15 minutes. They were, they were both. They, yeah, they, during the popular run, it was 15, and then they did try uh, a 30-minute version under a different title. Now, uh, since we got Walden, I'm back. Walden, do you remember a Gunsmoke show where they interviewed for a five-hour interview? Yep. With, huh? Yep, I sure do. What was that all about? Um... The the in 1975 or so, uh, the radio station called WAMU out of uh, uh, Washington D.C. Um, the host, at his own expense, he was working for a nonprofit, got in his car and drove out the highway to interview a lot of the people. Okay, you love gun smoke so gun smoke so much, and uh, he sat down and did a five-hour retrospective of the history of gun smoke. Uh -huh. And that's what that's what that was all about. And and then they were saying that Doc Adams um, did a show in a wheelchair towards the end of his career or something? Uh, or? I, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I, I don't remember hearing all the details, but yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah, because they were saying that, um, Doc, I mean, he kind of... Uh, uh, what was his name? Bill Conrad. Right. Kind of choked up when he talked about Doc Adams and what a wonderful, not only a character, but a person he was. And Howard Mc, yeah, Howard McNear. Yeah. Yeah, Howard McNear. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Polly Bear just loved the guy. Um, he died in 1969. Uh, and he was, he was sort of a, he had a funny way of looking, at, looking about life. And, uh, Probably even, you know, for the rest of his life, 25 or so years, thought about how every day and just missed them. I think he was sort of the uh, 
He was the funny guy who always had interesting and strange comments to try to break people up. Uh-huh. You know. Uh-huh. But that was a very, I, I guess, Gunsmoke uh, became like a, 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 a family together, you know, with... Correct. Uh, uh, they, they, Chester, uh, Matt Dillon, and Doc. Yeah, they they never took themselves too seriously in during the, during the rehearsals. Patricia probably can come across a few of the rehearsals. They would try to break each other up. I have some rehearsals, and I also have some um, some unusual combinations here. I've got it looks like I've got interviews in here as well. Yeah. Um, the History of Gunsmoke. That's, that's it. That's the, what Ron was asking about, the History of Gunsmoke. It's a five-hour interview there. Okay. I've got the, um, I've got a five-part History of Gunsmoke interview set. That's it. You're looking for, Ron? Yeah. Why don't you just send me that then instead? Yeah, that, that's the one. Yeah, look at what I can do, Ron. I'll tell you what. She's going to make a you deal. shall receive. She's going to make a deal with you, Ron. Well, we're, we're now, are we quoting scriptures? <laughs> Asking each other if knocking each other open or something. <laughs> well, now, now she's become a scriptorian. Or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> Stick with me, kid. <laughs> we'll be fine. Okay, so you want the so gun. biblical here. <laughs> well, anyway. It, it's it's so fun to listen to your birthday show, Walden. Well, thank you, Ron. Thank you for and, playing for me. And you better you better enjoy. Let's see. In about an hour and ten minutes, it'll be a new day in 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 California. Already, it's a new morning for Patricia. I know. I know. She's she's a good girl. She stays up. She's a party night. animal. I know. <laughs> she stays up. Yeah, all yeah. The, her her, her neighbor is just wondering what goes on over that little place. I know. And what is this woman still talking to herself? Yeah, I know. I know. You know, she who laughs alone is my nickname. <laughs> she laughs alone? She, she laughs alone? She who laughs alone. I would love to hear that in um, Iroquois or Navajo. It, it, it probably has a very musical sound to it. She who laughs alone. I like that one. I laugh out loud at all of you and Walden and everybody else who calls in. Uh, Patricia, I, I think I left my e- one of my emails to you. I think I left my telephone number, uh, and you can call me anytime you want. The only problem is uh, I gotta be careful when you call me because you step to the wee small hours of the morning. <laughs> and um, um, I would never. I would always count, Ron. You told me how many hours it is. It's six hours, right? There you go. And just yes. remember, we're six I hours behind. Six. I, I know how to count to six, so I. I do that to you. Or you wouldn't? Okay. No, I would be very careful. Yeah, keep my number. I think I left it in one of your emails. But it's it is in one of your early emails. It is. Yeah. Um, uh, if I can find some Gunsmoke interviews um, as in, in addition, not uh, interviews, in addition to this five-part series and also some of the audition shows. There you go. That's good enough. I will That's put That's some of the unusual stuff, okay? Let's, let's make it unusual stuff. Well, we'll leave um, you unusual. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was on this unusual stuff. We'll leave you fine people to commit and have a blast. All right. And and we'll we'll be part of your party for the rest of the evening. Sounds good. Thank you, Ron. You have a great night. Thanks, Ron. Okay, we'll see. Aloha. 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 That did, is too did, much fun. Uh, oh okay, so Ron did, picked out 
some questions there. Did he did he figure out the um the shot? Oh, no, the... he didn't. Okay, so I got the song. We're, I got... we're still gonna sit with that one. Okay, so I got the commercial. So whenever somebody gets the answer, I can play the same commercial. Super, super, so, super. The yeah. question is, how did Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice get puffed according to the ads? That's a pretty good one. Awesome. Um, I asked. I think I asked this one last week, and you help me if somebody gave us an answer. In the show Blondie, Blondie and Dagwood had a little boy. Blondie! <laughs> what was the little boy's name? I think I asked that last week, but nobody gave us an answer. Yep, you asked it, and I gave who played who played him. So that's, that's right, you yeah. did. Yeah. Okay, so we'll put a little mark next to that one. Yep, so. Um, and... And Bondi and Walden are here. Hello. Hey, Walden. Happy birthday. Thank you. Hey, this is Jerry. Hi, Jerry. How you doing? Oh, good. Good. How was your birthday? Birthday was good. I took a little afternoon nap after having a picnic, and uh, I, I am Brighton, Bushy Isle to go for another 25 more hours, so we're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> how's, your, how's your weather back there in Maryland? Is everything nice and comfortable? Getting... Oh, it's a little hot, but yeah, it's good. How is it for you, Patricia? I haven't asked. It's hot the water down there, of course. It's been hot and sticky, um, but I'm surely not complaining. Let's let's see what we've got here. It looks like it's still 83. <laughs> it was 95 today. How about that? Wow. That's cool. um that's a little rough, you know. That's but true. that's okay. That's just typical stuff for us. So how is stuff, Jerry? Oh, good. Yeah, I just uh, heard your trivia questionnaire about the... I was just going to oh. ask, do, do you know the Quaker puffed wheat and... Cr oh, yeah, shot from guns. It's oh, right. shot from guns. You got it. I always, even when I was a little kid hearing that commercial, I thought it was dumb, you know? <laughs> I thought, you know, a shot from guns. What are they teaching kids here? So, and that's, uh, Walden has the commercial. It's really a wonderful commercial. Yeah, they play it all the time on that, uh, uh, the... King, the Wonder Dog. Uh. Right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Yukon King, they have their commercial with the shot from guns. Challenge but, of the Yukon, yes. But, but the version I have, Terry and the Pirate. They were the sponsor for Terry and the Pirate. They did an awful lot of stuff. They had a couple of different shows. And they had a, a, the announcer sing the jingle. So, Are you serious? Yes. So for you two... I just give you one. You're gonna it, the the level gonna go up and down because when I play music, the level gonna go up and down. But for the audience, they're gonna hear it clean. So I'm gonna run this. This is Terry and the Pirate. So they just got done with the opening statement, and here we go. Please. Oh, here comes Breaker with the bang bang. haven't really heard the true sponsor how quicker I shot from gun at the beginning back in the mm -hmm. early 40s. 
I'll be down. I have never heard that ad. That poor guy. What, <laughs> what a song to be known for. Oh, gosh. Terry, are you in the market for a CD? Oh, yeah. In fact, I got an email from you. I was supposed to have, tell you what to send me here a couple, three weeks ago. Uh-huh. Like never never got back oh. to you. I've been, been a little sidetracked here. But, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll email you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you do that. Um, I've got some new stuff in the collection, so uh, whatever you've a mind to want, I think I can probably find it. I'm doing really well on my scouting episodes here. Episodes. That's not right. My scouting expeditions. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll get off the phone here and let someone else talk. Okay, Jerry. Thanks for calling. All right. Y'all have a good day. You too, Jerry. Bye-bye. Here we go. 714. Five four five two zero seven one. Okay, I'm going to switch phones and then give Walden his question. Here we go. Shoot from shot from gun. Like a pucky sparky. Oh, hello, Carl. You are on with Walden and Patricia. Hello, Walden. Uh, happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, we had an event this week. We had our 54th anniversary. This is Ralph. My goodness Ralph, gracious. How you doing? And happy, oh, my goodness. Happy anniversary. Yeah, thank you. My gosh. Oh. You guys do anything? Did you guys uh, just say happy anniversary and that was your day? <laughs> you didn't do anything. Yeah, we just, uh, we just passed a quiet evening at home and that was it. Uh, well, I think great. that is so cool. How did you talk to Tony for us, too? How did you and Tony meet? Roller skating. Oh, that's right. You did tell us that story. Yeah. And my brother met his wife roller skating. Oh, boy. So unless you're looking for a, <laughs> a wife, stay away from the skating <laughs> From the skating rinks. Do they have any indoor skating rinks for uh, recreation anymore? Oh, I think they do. Uh, even up here uh, in a little town called Hayfork, uh -huh. they have a, a skating rink, I understand. Well, maybe you need to just go sit on the sidelines and <laughs> reminisce. Uh, that, that would really do it for me. I don't oh. think I would do well on wheels right now. Oh, my Anyhow, uh, I just wanted to call and uh, touch bases with you. Okay. And what I wanted to say was, uh, was I encourage people to call you because I know people are a little hesitant. As I was the first time I called, that you're very warm and welcoming, and I, I want everybody to call you. I love that message. Thank you. Oh, thank you for telling people that. And I'm so glad that you're calling in and you get to be part of the family and everything. Um, do you want some questions? <laughs> I'll try one. Oh, I'll just go through a list until you say, stop, I can do that one, okay? Okay. All right. In the show, Blondie and Dagwood. You know, Blondie is the show. Blondie and... Blondie! Yes, <laughs> Blondie. and Dagwood had a little boy. What was the little boy's name? Oh. Mm, searching for that one. Uh, I should know it, but I don't. You will. You're the master. You come up with the most obscure... <laughs> I tell you what. I read these things and I'll say, oh, Ralph will know that one. Oh, I also know that one. I know the name of their dog. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, their little boy didn't bark, sir. Uh, I know. I remember Daisy and the pups. Okay, well, we'll go on to another question, and we'll okay. save that one for somebody else. Who is the author of the Sherlock?
Ghost Detective series. I know it. Um, what was his name? God. My mind has left me, Patricia. There are hard questions tonight. Don't pick on yourself. Uh, I, I do. I, I know who he is, and I'll think of it later. Sure. Well, say pass. You'll, you'll go for the next one. I'll pass on that one. You can say pass. Okay. Who was the Green Hornet's manservant assistant in his crime fighting? It was Cato. Cato, you got it. December 7th, uh, Cato turned to Filipino, but uh, Martin Graham documented it in his okay. book on the Green Hornet. So I remember that morning. Uh, do you remember that morning? Yes, sir. What were you doing? I was a little guy. I was laying on the floor in the living room with the, uh, the comic book section out of the uh, New York Herald Tribune. Mm-hmm. And a man come on the radio every Sunday and uh, read the cartoons to the children. And they said that they just bombed Pearl Harbor. Did you, when when they had the newspaper strike in 44, 40, did you hear Mayor LaGuardia read the newspapers, the, the comments to the kids? Yeah, I was living in New York at that time. That's what I thought. I wonder if you ever heard him read the cartoons. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fiorello LaGuardia. Yeah. What a character. Beth, did you, did you, or did you learn from your parents the significance of what they had announced that Pearl Harbor was bombed? Patricia, when I told my father, who was sitting at the kitchen table drinking coffee, what happened, the house exploded, I'm telling you. He was a World War One veteran. He went back into World War Two. He, he enlisted? He, he re-enlisted, yes. Wow. How old were you? Do you do you recall about how old you were? Yeah, I was seven years old, I think. So you do indeed remember this. Did you understand at age seven the significance of this? That uh, I mean, most people didn't even know where Hawaii was at that time. Yeah, I, 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 my my geography wasn't really good at that point in time, but I huh? I remember very graphically, you know, when they announced it, and uh, you know they said it was a sneak attack and. Now, how, how long was your father in service after he re-enlisted? Well, he was in the service pr uh, up until the end of uh, World War One, uh -huh. And uh, in 1918, my mother and father got married. Okay. And then he went back in in 1941, and he was in for the duration. Now, he, how old was he when he did that? Uh, I think he lied about his age. He must have lied on both ends. And, and my brother went in, and he was only 16. I know he lied about his age. Also, Patricia, I don't know, more people know that you could be a lot older to get into the Merchant Marines. 
the motion seamen. Uh, they could be. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, those white other ways besides the draft age of being 18 to 35. Yeah. There were other ways to get in. Yeah, well, my, my father was the Navy or nothing for him. He was a he was a gunnery instructor, and he just he, he just loved the Navy. Well, uh, Ralph, this is just blowing me away here because if you if your dad mustered out in 1917 at the end of the war, yes, that means that in 1941 when he re-enlisted, that's 24 years later. Yes, it was. Yeah. So he was in his 40s at least. He had to be. I, you know, I don't remember his, his chronological age. Yeah. But I mean, he certainly was he, older he, than he was, uh, after he got out of the Army, or even given that he, he was 18, uh, getting out of the Army in 1917, and then in 1941 going back in. Yep. That's extraordinary. That is it, it was. Extraordinary. Uh, well, uh, I, I believe I still have his World War One discharge papers somewhere in in the safe deposit box. You hold on to them. Those are precious. Yeah. It's kind of raggedy, but... And how did you... Do you have brothers and sisters? One brother. You have one brother. Um, and are you the older or the younger of the two? He's, he was uh, 13 years older than I. Wow. Okay, so, so quite a bit. Um, and you were seven. That would mean he was 20 when this happened. Yeah. So if you if you were seven and he's thirteen, uh, I I don't know the way I remember it, Patricia. My father sat all night and doctored up my brother's <laughs> birth certificate. He um he changed the date so that my brother could go in. But I I I don't remember when my brother was born. Of course. I, wow, uh, this is just incredible. Now, how did how did you and your mom? Handle this. How did it, did you were you living by yourself? Did you move in with family? How did she? We we lived in New Jersey, uh-huh. uh, in a big old farmhouse. Uh, probably had about ten rooms in it. Wow! It was just the two of us. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And know, she uh, she handled it very well, especially me being a little guy. She would play cards with me, and she would listen to Fibber McGee and Molly and things like that. And uh, all we did was wait for them to come home, and thankfully they both did. That's extraordinary, just extraordinary. How did you survive? Was this a working farm? No, no, it was a, it was, it was a farmhouse mm-hmm. that was part of a huge estate farm that had, in our house had been separated. And moved to a different location, but it was ah, a much ooh. larger house. Wow! And it was uh, it was up on top of a hill, and it was just a great place to grow to grow up. And I was there till I was uh, probably twelve or thirteen, something like that. Then we then we moved to New York City, which was a huge shock to me. Why? <laughs> From an apple tree in the backyard to concrete. Oh, my gosh. You went from an apple tree to buying apples in a store. Yeah. My goodness. That's true. Yeah. What what a change. Well, I am extremely grateful that both your brother and your dad came home safe. Wow. What, What a story. Your mom must have been a very, very strong person. 
Yeah, just, you know, I'm a, I'm a big old guy. My mama was only about five foot five, <laughs> but I'm about six foot three. You know, after I got taller than her, <laughs> I got sassy. She'd pick up the broom and chase me. <laughs> I remember my mom telling my brother, "You'll always be bigger than I am, but I'm still your mother." <laughs> I better believe it. Both my brothers are over six feet tall as well. <laughs> Where in Florida do you, do you reside? Uh, I am um, what is known as Southwest Florida. Uh, it's in the Naples area. I'm in Fort Myers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On the Gulf side. Yeah, yeah. yeah my 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 wife's parents retired to Fort Myers. Oh, no kidding. Oh yeah, years ago. Oh my goodness. Um, it, it was a magnet for retirement for a very long time. The age, um, the average age has dropped significantly over, over the last 10 years. It's quite remarkable. Yeah, they, they live years. right near the Caloosahatchee River. That's exactly right. Yeah. It's, it's, I can just about walk to the river from here, and of course that spills in. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Oh, that is really cool. Yeah, I remember a lot about there. Good fishing, nice beaches. Oh, yeah, it was gorgeous. I love the marina. And in downtown Fort Myers? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that, I had a, uh, like a replica of a Chinese junk down there. Oh, I didn't know that. At, at, you know, I'm going back a few years. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't guess it's still there. Yeah. And we went to uh, Edison's place. Uh-huh. Uh, what else? We did a lot of stuff. Uh, we used to go over to Sanibel Island. Oh, yeah. Sanibel is still there. Over that new bridge they had built. Uh-huh. The causeway, yep. And it's, there's even a newer one than that. Oh, my. Installed since then. Well, there was nothing there at that time. Well, there's something there now. <laughs> that it's really developed, yeah. Oh, yeah, it has. But they've done a really nice job of preserving the... Um, the environment and the, the natural ambiance of the island, more than 50% of it is left in its natural state. It's still wetland and um, hardwood hammocks, and uh, so you, you get probably it's closer to 60% of the island is just the way it was when. It was so funny. When we left the, the, her parents' house, you know, it would be thunderstorms and raining, uh-huh. and by the time we got to the island, it was clear. Oh, I know. There was one, and I was just talking about that last week, that there are times when uh, one neighbor would be jumping up and down and saying, hooray, hooray, it's raining on my garden, and the other one across the street is saying, where's my rain? Oh, rain, right. <laughs> it it cut know? off just like somebody did it with a pair of scissors. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. What a great way to describe it. That is super. Well, what do you think you might like in a CD, sir? Well, Tony wants... Uh, Phil Harris and Alice Faye. Do you have any of that? I can do that. And that, that, that'll, that'll really uh, just about fill our little collection here we have. Uh, we need to do a lot more for your collection. Phil Harris and Alice Faye, it is. I do have a, um, a pretty good collection of those shows, so I think you'll enjoy it. Okay, that's great. I like that show, too. Yeah, we, we always got a kick out of it, especially old, I like Remily. Oh. And the guy that played uh, Elliot it, Lewis, who was also on uh, um, Great Sleeve. Walter Tetley. Yeah, a little, uh, he, he, yeah. I understand he grew up and still had a uh-huh. young child's voice. Uh, yep, Julius Abruzio. Abruzio. 
Abruzio. Julius Abruzio was the name of the character Walter. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And he sounded like he came from New York. Hi, Patricia. Hey, yeah, he, he did have that ring in his voice. Oh. Hi, Patricia. Get out your New Yorkie. Tell me how this sounds right. Hey, Mr. Harris, how you doing? Hey, I parked the car. I hit the curb. I, I parked the car in the back of the yard. <laughs> and I hit the curb. <laughs> Oh, you're funny. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, see, I'm an old New Yorker. I think I mentioned that. You did tell me that. You lived upstate a little ways. Well, a little ways, yeah. <laughs> 30 miles upstate, but um, but close enough. So I, I have my, my little spice and flavoring and my voice there. there okay. Are Let me ask you two New Yorkers this. What? Um, are there different types of accent throughout New York? People up in upstate New York have a different oh. way of speaking versus the Bronx versus Brooklyn versus Manhattan? Oh, I would say there's a difference. You know, I I'm actually f came from New Jersey. Right. Uh-huh. And my wife was a born New Yorker. And, uh, yep. Um, she related to half of the people in Brooklyn. <laughs> Very distinctive accents. And when you get quite far upstate, you get up into the Whitehall, uh, Lake George area, they have a very wide, almost nasal sound, and they'll say, we live in Whitehall. Yeah, it, it's amazing as you go around the country uh -huh. what you hear. Uh-huh, but that's still in New York. What about New Jersey? Does New Jersey have its own little accent? I would say so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Very much. Um, the northern part is different from the central part, which is different it's, it's, from the I mean, uh, shore parts. The shore parts are influenced by Philadelphia and Ohio. Uh, so you, you get an awful lot of different regional sounds in New Jersey as well, and it's a very small state. Well, yeah, it's true. But, you know, the biggest shock of my life was when I, I went in the Navy mm -hmm. in 1952, and I, I was supposed to go to boot camp at Bainbridge, Maryland. Mm -hmm. But they had some sort of an epidemic, so they sent us to Great Lakes, right on Lake Michigan. Uh -huh. And everybody was from the south. understand some people for a couple of weeks until my ear turned in on, on, on their speech patterns, you know. Uh-huh. It was very, very different. It, it must be a real puzzle for people from other countries who know English to realize how many different languages we have in this country, but they're all English. Yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah. We have 12,000 different languages, and all of them are English in this country. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know... I mean, that's an exaggeration, but... Uh, it's, you know, a, a friend of mine, my very best friend, huh? he served in Europe, and he, he went to Italy to the, to the town where his parents came from. Ah. Okay, and he said on the way in there, the, 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 the local dialects were so different that when he was 50 miles away, they didn't understand his Italian. Oh, when wow. When he got to the little town of the Yaliselli, they understood him perfectly. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, and uh, they say it's very regional. Even worse than us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know about other other countries, but I know in Italy in particular, it's yeah. very pronounced. That's amazing. I never would have guessed that. 
Yeah, well, that's what he said. Never would have guessed that. You have an education, sir. Oh, it's been uh, such a pleasure to talk to you. Oh, it's always a pleasure when you call in. Thank you. Uh, Walden, once again, have a happy birthday. Thank you, Al. Be a good boy now. I'll try to be. That's what Patricia, she, she got her dog leash on me, so if I get in any trouble, we know who to call. Right Yeah. <laughs> and happy anniversary to you and Tony. Thank you again. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye. And there's Patricia and her dog leash on Walden, and you can give us a call at 714-545-2071. And we do have some trivia questions. Now comes the trivia question for Walden. Are you ready, Walden? Walden there. <laughs> He's getting all nervous here. My assignment from Finster, who is one that room. Saved by the bill. Oh, you are saved by the bell. No call. You are with Patricia. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to call again, but I thought I'd uh, put Alexander. He used to be Baby Dumpling. Put him to bed. It's pretty late. He used to be. Yeah, let me see. What was the other guy? Oh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Oh, good. Yes, very good. Now, was, uh, I have to bet. Doc Holmes, among other stories. Who am I talking with? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. This is Gerald. I'm Kobe. I called earlier. I, I know, but no, 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 I had listening. I had to change phones, and you sound different on this phone. I'm so sorry. Oh well, I'll change my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is pretty cool. Now I'm. I, you're right about Baby Dumpling. Now I'm going to ask you to take that one step further. Baby Dumpling was his nickname. What was his real name? Alexander. Oh, yes. oh, gosh, you are good. What was his sister's name? Cookie. Good. Very good. And Cookie, Cookie, lend me your comb. That was a different guy. What were the, what were the next door neighbors? The Woodleys. And what was her first name and what was his first name? I think uh, it was Harriet and Herb. Or Herb and Harriet. You're half right. Oh, wow. This is pretty good. Wow. And then Alvin. Remember Alvin? He used to come upstairs and... Apparently. Right. But I, I forgot about him. So. And one of Daisy's pups was called Elmer. Elmer the dog. You are really terrific. I've got these great history books in comics, and all of this stuff is in there. I'm so proud of myself that I remember the Woodleys. Okay, you only got half of the Woodleys. Herb is correct. What is his wife's name? Oh, it wasn't Harriet? No. Oh, it wasn't? No. Well, well, I guess I'm thinking of somebody else. You got it. Well, Harriet, that was um, Ozzie Nelson's wife. Oh, yeah, that I, I remember that. Yeah, well, but, okay, uh, well, I'm going to leave that uh, to see if... Yeah, let somebody else pick it out. Somebody else can pick it out. Gerald, do you know, you probably do, that when people answer questions on Trivia Night, which is tonight, they get CDs. Would you like a CD of any show of your picking? Oh, sure. I'd like to hear uh, Hal Burdick and uh, Night Editor. Night Editor. Okay, do you know what? I'm going to go looking for that, and I'm pretty confident I can find it. I'm pretty good at finding stuff. 
I don't have that one in my find, list, but I will have it. Find him. Find uh, yeah, uh, H.E. Jameson's Armchair Cruises. That was another one-man 15-minute program. Hmm. Yeah. Do you know these oh, stories? Do you remember the job? I know the first one, yes. It was one man had all those voices. So like the Johnson family. The Johnson. Yeah, they, they, the one guy did all the voices. Yeah. Yeah. I can't really think of his name anymore. Well, Paul Freeze did what did shows with all the voices, but I don't think that's what you're talking about. No. H. E. Jameson's Armchair Cruisers, and I might be mistaken. No, I asked the one. I may have been uh, House Jameson. House Jameson, yeah, he was. He was. House Jameson, yeah, he was um, uh, also Henry Aldrich's father. That's right. Okay. I heard the little guy. He didn't look like what he sounded. <laughs> oh, really? I, ex I expected him. Now, see, I've said this earlier. I'm, I'm never right on this. I envisioned House Jameson as maybe 5'11 or 6 feet tall, well built but not stocky, um, kind of a receding hairline and a stern face. Now, what was reality? I what did he really so. look? Do you remember the Henry Aldrich movies? Um, I don't. Don Lytell played that part in the in the movie. Right. Jimmy Lydon, who was who was Henry in the movie, lives in San Diego. Yeah, him, uh, what was it, two or three years ago, he was up here at the Reps. That's right. And, uh... Talked to him for a few minutes. Yep. My favorite, um, story about Hal Jameson. During the, this was the day when we had an East Coast, West Coast broadcast out of New York. He did the, uh, East Coast broadcast, and he went home. You know, they had a three-hour break. He didn't show up. Huh? He didn't show up. They called him. He was at home reading his newspaper. Well, I understand there was several occurrences on that order in yes. those days. Yes. You know, for one reason or another, a fellow wouldn't make the next That's podcast. Right. That's right. But I thought that was a classic one. He was home reading his newspaper and forgot there was a second broadcast. Sure. <laughs> That's funny. You know, whatever, and you have too, Walden, whenever you've talked to those people that worked in that business, yeah. they have some of the most interesting and funny stories. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And a lot of them are just so down to earth, you know. Yeah. A lot of them don't have an ego at all. Oh, no. No, uh, uh, I was talking to one of the guys one time about their job, you know, and, and uh, that was it. To, to them, it was just a job. Now, we had an opportunity, my wife and I had uh, an opportunity to, to talk to Parley Bear one evening. This was some while back, you understand. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mentioned uh, when I was in Korea, well, I probably heard some of those very first broadcasts. Right. And uh, I mentioned, you know, that uh, how we appreciated that sort of thing. And he says, you know, he says, that was just about the first time he'd heard anybody mention that. He said when they made those programs or, you know, when they wrote, read those parts and made up those programs, they didn't know what became of them. They just, you know, next week had another program. <laughs> well, And he was pleased that, uh, that I was able to tell him that because he, uh, you know, he was interested. He, he was interesting man also. He was very surprised that there was such a fan base for old-time radio. The first time he was invited to go back to New Jersey, 
his plane was running late, and he got in, and somebody you know picked him up, and they were having dinner in the banquet room. They have a sat, they have a dinner every night in New Jersey at the, and once Polly Polly Bear walked in, he started to hear applause, and he didn't know why. He didn't know why, and the guy bumped. This is for you, Paul. He was taken aback, because all he was was a character actor from movies. Oh, but yeah. because people loved Gunsmoke and loved his version of Chester, uh, he was so touched that people would even know who he was. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, of course, and uh, a lot of the voice actors have usually quite distinctive voices. Absolutely. And which is great, you know. Oh, yeah. It, it used to be my mom, when we tend walk, walk into an old um, radio convention and down here in L.A. during the heyday, we have 80 of them, celebrities. Huh? And you could tell who worked in the radio and who didn't. There was some vocal quality of radio personality that you just walk by. That person's a radio. You can just tell that voice or this whatever. It was very distinct and very recognizable. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, John Todd, uh, Tonto, yep. he's played in a lot of different things, and there's something about it you can tell. Well, gee whiz, that's John Todd. Yeah, that's true. And they don't, uh, of course, they didn't always uh, mention who the players were in those old pro, yeah. uh, programs. Mm -hmm. Oh, say, you mentioned a while ago Terry and the Pirates uh, was one of the yep. things you asked something about. Yep. What I'm curious, oh, I know, that was the... Uh, Quaker puffed rice and Quaker puffed wheat shot from guns. Right. Uh -huh. And Sparkies and whatnot. And yep. I remember that right away. But anyway, you remember the not the not the commercial music, but the music they played for the theme music for Terry and the Pirates? Uh -huh, that Chinese gong and everything. Yeah. yeah. It sounded like an old Model D breaking down, <laughs> running mm, down the street. I know. And, well, and I wonder what tune that was and where it is, and I just love to hear it. It was all. Well, you don't get to hear very much of it when they, uh, when they uh, play the program. And it was at, all, uh, yeah, and it was cassette someplace. And it was all gibberish. They just made that up. They must have. Yeah. <laughs> like they took all the pots in the kitchen and banged them together. Yeah. They just banged them together, and they just and they gibbered in Chinese. Uh, apparently, but you know, uh, there was a bit of a, a tune to it anyway. Uh -huh. Even, maybe they hired Spike Jones or somebody like that. To do it. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. That's oh, my brother and I love that stuff. Well, that's why I always thought it got funny listening to the to the story and the pirate. The announcer had to be upbeat, talk a mile a minute, and sing the commercial. That's a pretty good yeah. job. Oh, the guy that sang uh, the commercial. Now, I, I don't know if you know who they are or not, but he sounded a whole lot like Cliff Edwards. Yes, ukulele like. I, I, I think the announcer is, is another person. I can't think of it right off the map, but I know who you mean by ukulele like. Yeah, Cliff Edwards. You know, And he had his own radio show, too. Oh, he did? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. I've, I've only heard him, you know, and I've got a, in fact, I've got a, a, a CD I found of uh, Cliff Edwards. He doesn't happen to sing Over the Rainbow or whatever it was. Uh, no, no, it was a cricket song. Right. When You Wish Upon a Star. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Upon a Star. Yeah, on YouTube, there's an interview with him that Richard and Parkey did. And so if, pe if people want to type in Richard and Parkey, whatever became of, you can see 
uh, the interview with uh, Cliff Edwards. Oh, wow, that sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's so much available on uh, YouTube and various things that oh. uh, we'll never get to it. No, no, it's just not to I'll, I'll just never, unless somebody brings up something like you just did. That's true. It, whoever think about it. Yeah. Whoever think about it. Well, it seems like I had something else on my feeble mind, too. I get. I guess it was just that uh, theme music for Terry and the Pirates. Well, we need you to do. We need you to send Patricia your address via email. Uh, that way she can send you your CDs. Oh yeah. Do you have my email, uh, Wallace? I I used to, but I don't have it handy. You want to send me? Well, want... Come to think of it, it's probably a little different. I've had a little trouble with the server, and okay. I've had to change. Okay. But anyway, you got your pencil handy? Well, um, if it's okay, but. You, Walton, do you want to go off there and, and take well, his... Well, you, want to get, you want to send me an email, Joe, and I'll take care of it that way. Well, sure. I can't remember. I've lost addresses. This is what happened. I had a collapse here when right. I put in uh, Windows 7, and I lost a bunch. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm going so to get... I don't have your email, and I don't have bills anymore, and I don't have a... Password for okay. I'm I'm going to give you an address, and I'll give you Walden's address as well. My address is Florida Writer. That's F L O R I D A W R I T E R. Oh, writer! It's not like a writer, like red. No, <laughs> that's why I spelled it. I think I'm doing bad things to people by just. Oh, good. Florida Writer. Uh huh. I am a writer. And I live in Florida, so it's Florida Writer W R I T E R at Hotmail dot com. Okay, I got that. Okay, and Walden's address is Walden Hughes at yesterdayusa dot com. Yeah. His, his is easier than mine. And Bill Black is B B boy boy at yesterdayusa dot com. Oh. Yeah, it's probably it's probably there someplace. And Somewhere, I just yeah. Cross it, and I might uh, well, and I might have something on you in the. Oh, you're probably in the old computer system. Well, drop Patricia an email or me an email, and put your address. That way, Patricia can mail your CD to you. <laughs> if she can find one. She can. I know that one series that your first one. I I know that series is available because I seen the. Editor, one. I have found a couple, but I will. I say a couple. There are probably a dozen. Um, but I'll find more, and uh, I'll dig around and see if I can find the armchair cruises as well. Yeah, you know, Hal uh, uh, Burdick's program, I remember that from when I was a tad. And also the armchair cruisers, because my dad was a, oh, a boat nut, I suppose, but then I inherited that little difficulty, if you want to call it that. So you know, how, you, know how to pull, you know how to pull money into a hole, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, you bet. <laughs> The two best days in a boater's life, or when he yeah, well, the boats I had were big enough that you know I couldn't put them on trailers, and this this means other things. There's a lot of maintenance involved with those things that stay in the water. Here, uh, I was used to live over by Puget Sound, ah. so uh, I grew up with that stuff. Anyway, I don't need to bore you with that. No, fine. But fine, I, I'll turn you loose. It's getting late here. Oh, so are we here? Nah, it's probably way past Patricia's bedtime. Oh, no. She's a night person. 
She's a, a night person. She will stick with Walden for as long as he wants her. That's right. Wish it forever. Oh, well, good, Patricia. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are so good. I'm so glad you called back in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, it, it sounded like things were getting a, a little, uh, we need a, we need a, what would you say, a space between the cars? Oh, Aspen had a lot of interesting information. I can't think of his name. Ralph. 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 Ralph? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he must be as old as me. Oh, you guys are just young boys. You're puppies. <laughs> hey, I mean, Norman Corwin is 100, and you guys are a lot younger than that. What's Norman Corwin? He makes us all sound like puppies. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing Norman at the meeting next, uh, well, it's, uh, what, it's the 25th or yep. 26th. Like. 20, yep, three weeks away. Yeah. So. And, of course, the, the other people that show up. That's true. You're going to meet my mom and dad. My mom and dad are coming up this year. Oh, yeah, good for them. Yep. Yep. Reps needed more bodies to help do work around there, so the huge family yeah. coming up. Well, last year, uh, at the uh, last year's meeting, I met Beverly. You remember Beverly? I sure do. Beverly Washburn. You can see a couple. Yeah. yeah. What a sweet gal. You know something? Uh, when I first uh, came across her, I didn't know she was one of the guests. I thought she was an interested character. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so I was... Uh, Making time with her, you know, being visiting. She turned out to be one of, one of our special guests. And I got to see her again in, uh, in the fall. She showed up for that short meeting they had. Right. Yeah, well, Beverly, you know, uh, she's a I'm about 230-some miles from Bellevue, so I don't go there every month. Well, you should. You, we should make it here in three weeks. That's worth the trip. I'll be there. All right, Gerald. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks a lot for uh, letting me in tonight. Well, thank you for calling. It's really fun talking with you, Gerald, and I'm happy to meet you. Oh, good. Oh, me too. Yeah, I don't get to listen all the time. I seem like I have so many other irons in the fire, but today, to this evening, I'm home. Well, I'm glad I'll we... I'll be gone tomorrow again. <laughs> glad we got you. We're here every Saturday night. Yep. Yeah, that's what I understand. But this is probably the first Saturday I've gotten to listen for... Actually, quite a while. Oh, good. Uh, I got other family stuff. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. You're well, they're not real close, so. That's true. Anyway, yeah. I'll let you go. All right, Gerald. Thanks and, so much. And, uh, good morning, Patricia. <laughs> good morning, Gerald. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> well, it's after 12. I know. It is. I know it is. Huh. Okay. Good night now. Good night. Bye. Oh, dear. What a good Okay. Now, you think. You think. Think, Walden, you got saved by a telephone bell. Mm hmm hmm. Help, help, call someone four five four five oh three one eight. No, that's that's a different number. Five four five two zero oh, seven one. Nobody gonna help me. A happy birthday, or bail him out. Nobody gonna help me. Because here comes his question. I'm I have vulnerable. With the responsibility by Finster, one of our family who um, also spends time with us occasionally in the chat room. I thought my family loved me. No, they just want to throw me. You. My family just want to throw me underneath the bus. <laughs> no, no, you're the designated driver. <laughs> I heard that story too. <laughs> we'll save that one for another day. Walden. So my responsibility is to come up with a question for Walden, at least 
least one every week that is in his caliber, um, meaning really hard. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in the king garden phase of old-time radio. Yeah, you're king. <laughs> you're king. This is, this is true. So this is what I came up with, and I'm confident he knows the answer, but um, he's going to wow you when he gives it to you. We are talking about Johnny Dollar tonight. Are we ready? Yes. All, all everything included, just everything from soup to nuts, how many actors played the role of Johnny Dollar for any amount of time? Eight. I told you he'd surprise you. Can you name them? We can give it a good, uh, good, good try. Uh, we have Dick Powell, right. who did the audition. Right. We have Joe Moore, who did another audition around 1953 or 54. That's right. Okay. We have Charles Russell. Right. Who was the first one in the broadcast during 1949? We had uh, Emin O'Brien, who was a hey. film actor, who had a hard uh, boil detective sound to him. We had John Glenn, who was a film star. We had Bob Bailey, who most people consider the very best of the Johnny Dollar, made it somewhat his own. We have. Uh, Bob Reddick. Uh, his son wasn't to our station. Uh, it's an interesting. The Reddick family. Uh, Bob Reddick was the uh, was the Johnny Dollar next to the last one to Mandel Kramer, who was the very last one. But Bob Reddick, his dad was Frank Reddick, who was the Shadow, the first one they did dramatize the Shadow, and he was the uh, he was the announcer of Philip. Uh, Call the Orson Welles uh, Wars of the World announcer, the one that described the Martian landing. So, there's my eight. I don't know any more, but that is too cool. I told you you'd knock their socks Good off. Good grief, Patricia! Good for you, Walden. Yes, there were eight Johnny Dollars. Two of them were auditions that never played on the air. There were six who played on the air, and not only did he name all eight of them, he named them in order. In order. Good. Like one, two, three, four, five type thing. Good, good, good. Seven, one, four, five, four, five, two, oh, seven. You can call now and bail me out. You don't even have to get bailed out anymore. You did good. Can I have a gold star on my Lord's paper? You've got a big gold star All on your right. paper. All right, Miss Patricia. A big gold star. Okay, we've got some trivia questions here. What we got? Um, we've got uh, Cato, Ralph got Cato. He was the Green Hornet's manservant sidekick. I am going to ask. Uh, these are kind of hard now. Frontier gentlemen and Have Gun Will Travel. Had that's, another good, that's another good quality series that doesn't get taught, The Frontier Gentleman. Frontier Gentleman, agreed. Yeah. And I think Have Gun Will Travel is in that category as well. Both of them were extremely well written and extremely well performed. So, we have Frontier Gentleman and Have Gun Will Travel. They had something in common. What did they have in common? Then, this goes back to what Nolan and 
Walden and I were talking about earlier, if you've stuck with us for a couple of hours, who were Wendy Halliday, Speedy McGinnis, and California Carlson. They all belonged to one cowboy. Wendy Halloway, Speedy McGinnis, and California Carlson. And the hint is his birthday, June 10th, was the same as mine. It's Walden's birthday. Yeah. I knew that. Oh, good. Are you impressed? I am impressed, Patricia. Boy, am I impressed. I looked it up about an hour ago. <laughs> I cannot tell a lie. The New York Times is wonderful for that. It has a whole page of this day in history. And it will show you what the front page of the New York Times was for that day. It will list out key events for that day. And it also has birthdays of people who are still with us and the birth and date uh, dates of birth and death dates of people who were born on this day. So uh, that's how come I knew Hopalong Cassidy was on your birthday. Are you impressed? I am always impressed with you. Uh, I wouldn't be impressed. I cheated. I everything you do, I'm just totally wowed by. Okay, so now we've got a couple of really hard questions there, and I'm going to give some other questions. We've got some Lone Ranger questions here. Are let's we see, ready for the Lone see. Ranger? Uh, what color is silver? Um. <laughs> that's, you know, that's a good question. <laughs> what color was silver? Yeah. That's a good question. Okay. Uh -huh. We've got how many graves did Tonto dig? How many did he prepare after the ambush that killed all the rangers except the Lone Ranger? Mm -hmm. That's a good one. How many? I know that one. Yeah, of course you would. Walden is smart. What was the name of the gang that ambushed the group of rangers that killed all but one who wound up being the Lone Ranger? And the yeah. third Lone Ranger question is, Captain Dan Reed died in the ambush that killed all but one. His brother became the Lone Ranger. So we have Captain Dan Reed and the Lone Ranger. Who was the older brother? Was it the Lone Ranger or was it Captain Reed who was head in uh, the um, leader of the, what would we call that? The, the Texas Rangers. Well, yeah, they were Texas Rangers, but what would we call them, a troop? I guess a troop. I guess so, or a squadron, or I'm not sure the military. Well, it wouldn't be a squadron. That's that's airplanes. Oh, well. So I, I would think troop. Okay. Well, troops, uh, that, that's individual. Mm -hmm. Platoon? I have no idea. Somebody's going to call in and, and help us with that one, too. So I have to tell you what I put together for today. And we're not even going to, I mean, it's like 2.45, and we haven't even given people a Fibber McGee and Molly show yet. And we haven't even gotten to soaps. I know, that's what I'm, I'm holding in my hands. I cannot believe the soap information and goodies that I came up with for today. It's really great stuff. So, would you like to do some soap, or would you like to do a Fibber McGee and Molly? Well, I'm in the mood to hear quick pop sparky commercial, but we got a call instead. And I want to hear the, the soap stuff. Carl, you are on the air with Patricia. Okay, we'll play Lone Ranger. We okay. will. <laughs> Hello, you're going to play Lone Ranger? Yeah, it's so, it's so early evening in Hawaii. I know, we can't hear you. I'm in Florida, but it's only not even 9 o'clock in Hawaii yet. Oh, so. boy, we've, we've got time to go.
go before we wear the, you out. Can you play the William Tell Overture, Ron? Can I play the William Tell Overture? I mean, can you play the William Tell Overture? You're you're talking to William Tell. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> Are you near the piano? Uh, no. Wait, now let's see. Um, let's see. Um, hang on one second. Well, what do hang on to? I mean, I mean, I'm, I don't have anything to hang on to here, okay? Why are you getting close? <laughs> See, there you go. There you go. You are too much fun. Okay, which one of the Lone Ranger questions would you like? Okay, we'll play all, okay? And all of them. The question was, what color was a horse? Yes. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't my question. You can blame that one on Walden. Yes. What color was silver? Silver was white. The white stallion. Man, he's good tonight. What? You're good tonight, Ron. What can I say? You know your stuff. Oh, right. Sure. You know your stuff. Um. Um. The okay. The next question was. Um, what did Silver have for breakfast? What does Silver have for breakfast? That was the next question. Oh. Okay. Hey, Wheaties. <laughs> I'm abuse you. Hey, Dr. Ross. <laughs> what was the second question? Second question. I, I don't know what the order was, but how many graves did Tonto prepare after Six. the bush that killed all but one of the rangers? Six. Six graves. You are so cool. Five. You died and there was one left. You are so right. What was the name of the gang that ambushed Rangers? The Cavendish Gang. Boy, are you good on this stuff, Ron. Do you want the last one, too? Let's see, what was the last one? Dan Reed. When Captain Dan Reed died in the ambush, and that was the brother. Lone Ranger's brother. Huh? Who was the older brother, the Lone Ranger or Captain Reed? Oh, Dan Reed, uh, the older one. Uh, the one that died. The one that died was the older brother. You are right. Right. That's smart. Wow. Would you take care of my son, Dan Reed, or whatever? Yes, Reed. And, yeah, that was a, you know, that was a very warm story of how the Lone Ranger became the Lone Ranger when Tonto found uh, him still alive and yeah. nursed him back to health and stuff like that, you know. Um, that show pulled. Yeah, it was very warm. Huh? Uh, now, uh, the reason why I called, you know, um, you're going to try and put together a Gunsmoke uh, thing, a montage uh -huh. of rehearsals and whatever, right? right. Uh, do you have to rehearsal where they were at this hotel and the guy was building a hotel to compete against the other guy's hotel? Yep, uh, she would have that, like the old hotel. Yeah, the old hotel. Name of it? The old hotel. The old hotel is the name of it? Uh-huh. I will find it. I've got, it's a, as, as far as I know, I've got all the episodes that exist. Yeah. So well, if it exists, this is a got it. rehearsal. It was a funny rehearsal mm -hmm. tape. Yeah. The band and everybody else just got into the rehearsal. Oh, yeah. It was really funny. Yeah. yeah, if you can find out, add that to the, the montage. That, that's a funny one. All right. Yeah, they used to walk around, and they used to have a running gag. If they were in town or out in the prairie, they always, William Conrad said, Hi, John! Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I was assuming I was always talking about, uh, about John Dana. They would fool around with the, the music too and stuff, you know. Oh yeah. But it was a really funny uh, rehearsal thing. Then then they did the real episode uh, on side two or something. Yep. Yep. When they had the real program, but the rehearsal one was a funny one. It sure was. Well, anyway, it's still it's still light in Hawaii. What? Well, how 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 was the weather in Hawaii today? The weather was very comfortable. It was in the low 80s. But it was not humid like Florida was. Yeah, well, <laughs> we are having some problems here, Ron. You're right. Well, gosh, what's the worst weather you ever had in Hawaii? Ooh, well, it's not the worst weather, but it can get awfully, awfully humid in Hawaii. Huh. Um, I think it gets hotter in Florida, mm-hmm. but it gets really humid in Hawaii during the summertime. Huh. And it's, you know, it can be very uncomfortable. It, it it's warm. It, it gets it's more humid than having split pea soup, huh? I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never use that as an example, but I guess I guess you're right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I did a, once. We did a, a spoof on the Lone Ranger in Hawaii. We uh, of how the Lone Ranger became the Lone Ranger, and we they had some actors uh, play act, and I was the organist that played. The theme and the, uh, everything else uh, for the Lone Ranger, like how they did you know when they did the recreation of the Great Gildersleeve, yeah. and Rosario played the uh, organ, you know, and well, I was Rosario in Hawaii. So. Ah, you you with the you with the music man in Hawaii. Yeah, we we did we did a spoof of Mr. Keen, <laughs> of Last Person, and the Lone Ranger. So you had to play some someday I will find you then, huh? Mr. Keene was about the campiest of shows, and people loved it, and I I enjoy listening to it. It's a fun show, but I can't tell you why. <laughs> Honestly, I cannot tell you why. You don't know why you like it. I don't know why I like I think it. Do it. I mean, the writing is atrocious. The characters are atrocious. The storylines are atrocious, and it all comes together, and it's fun to listen to. Mike Clancy was not Irish. Yes, no, he was. <laughs> Poor, I'm sorry to disappoint you. And Tonto was not Indian. Sorry to disappoint you. Don Todd was not Indian, right? Uh, he was a... Don Todd was not, no. He was a Shakespearean actor. He was very good. Yes, he was. You would have really thought he was Indian, you know, well, a real Indian, but but he was very good, and so was Mike Clancy, Mr. Keene. Who played that role? Who played Mike Clancy? Oh, who played Mike Clancy? Well, I can't think of it right off the bat, but it's, I think it's in uh, Patricia's little John Dunning book. John Dunning, okay. Well, I'm squashing the phone under my chin, right, because... Make sure you know how to balance it, boy. I know. <laughs> I was... I was... <laughs> I know. That's why I have Patricia as my co-host. She is just multitaskable. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause we, uh, none of us could squash our phone on her. I know. She can squash her uh, phone. Let's see. We've got cast. I feel sorry for the phone. She can, uh, I know. She can pop popcorn in the microwave. Yeah. You know? Well, she squashes the phone oh. on her chin. <laughs> Billy Kelly. That's multitasking. Yeah. You know. That's multi- yes, multitasking. I can read and I can hold the phone at the same time. <laughs> 
Are you are you still writing professionally for a magazine or something? I don't do magazine writing any longer. Um, it it's such a tenuous business, Ron, and um, the risk is that you can go up to a year before you get paid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, very hard to pay the rent with a promise. So um, I I lean toward marketing, public relations, website writing, things like that. They pay right away. It's not my favorite. It's not. Um, if you lined up a whole thousand bunches of different types of writing, it would not be at the top of my list. But I do it well, and it pays the rent. Uh, one of my friends writes crossword puzzles. You know? Oh, I used to do puzzles. And uh, that's how she makes her income or something. She made some good Oh, I'm impressed. I was never able to do um, good crossword puzzles. I couldn't do them, but uh, some of the other types of puzzles I did, you know, with numbers and things like that. But uh, I'm impressed. Crossword puzzles and selling them, that is cool stuff. Yeah, that's what she did. So who was in the, who was in the Mr. King cast, Patricia? Jim Kelly. You, okay, Mike. Oh, that's uh, no, Mike yeah. Kelly sounds Irish, right? Yeah, he is. I know. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. Oh, Mr. Mr. Kennedy, he kept calling him boss. The boss. This yeah. is this is my assistant, Mike Clancy. Mike Clancy, this Cause is he, Jones. <laughs> yeah, because you know why he called him boss? Because he could never remember what his first name was. So, <laughs> so he always called him the boss. He called him the boss, Mr. Keen. Hey, boss. He had a little dementia there. He could never yeah, or something, yeah. I don't know what, but... <laughs> Hey, by the way, how old are you today? Did you, did you ever discuss... Oh, yeah, I'm 44. Really? I'm the dumb pup in the family. I'm 44. You're 44. Okay. And your parents are going to help you with the convention? Uh-huh. They must be so spry. Yeah, yeah, they, I push them around in wheelchairs. They're really good. Right. Yeah, that's what they are. My, my dad will be 79 in July, and my mom will be 71. And uh, what they're going to do, they're going to run the green room for the celebrities this year. So they get the kibitz and serve them food. Now, which convention is this now? They hit the one in Seattle uh -huh. called Reps. And Norman Cohen at age 100 is flying up there. And your your sweetheart Gloria McMillan going to be there. Oh, boy. Yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, Leonard Smith, who was Stretch. And Robert Easton, who was in our books. And our buddy Stuffy Singer, who was... Play little kids in the show, and uh, just a lot of old-time radio people are going to be there. Chuck McCann, he's going to... Wait, wait, oh, what? What is the convention again? It's June 25, 26, and 27. Wow. So Patricia gets to have the whole weekend by herself. She'll call me collapse because she's helping me put it together, so once I'm out of town, she can go take a nap. You mean you're not going, Patricia? No. Um, are you sad for me? I, I'm I'm sad for her. I'm sad for you, Patricia. Yeah. That's quite a trip, Ron. I can't do that. Oh. Now, 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 uh, Patricia, what, when, when's your birthday? <laughs> I don't date. tell. I don't date. I'm not, we're asking you how old you are. No, I don't tell. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> I don't tell. You don't tell. All right. <laughs> well, anyway, we'll, 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 uh, we'll Google that and <laughs> That's what we gotta do. Oh, you uh, are too funny. We'll talk to you later, too. All right. Thanks. Take care, Ron. Bye bye. Bye bye. Google Patricia, that would be the new fad of yesterday, you say.
I'm in the mood, I want to hear the, the Quaker Spike Week commercial one more time, Patricia. Okay. Here we go, folks. I'm just in the mood. Here we go. Assistance. There will be snowed in here all winter, so steps have to be taken to arrange for their release. Oh, here comes Quaker.